I don't know what's happening. As the boss of the podcast, I'm concerned that I don't know what's happening. I've only seen it on YouTube. I have so I'm, many questions. Do I need to move on? <laughs> Please. <so>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Does Eyes Wide Shut count as a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> what's wrong with you? After giving away all of The Mandalorian, this is where we're going to draw the line on spoilers. Wilson! Oh, I was not listening. <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening. Did we just J.J. Abrams' this podcast where we had a great 90% and then couldn't land it? Yeah, pretty well. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. Just to be clear, did you say Robert De Niro? Yes. I'm sorry, have you seen the movie? Have you not seen Godfather Part 2? Oh, no. You used to take that back. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say that. All right. The, the listeners at home can't see the look of the <laughs> yeah. movie I have on my face right now. But I, I want I want them to know that I am dumbfounded by that comment. This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. Thank you so much for the fans that we need. Today's podcast, we'll be going over our dream casting. Each one of our fellow potters have chosen a genre that they would like to become the casting director of and they had free reign choose whoever they wanted to make the most beautiful cast that they could come up with or be torn apart by the other two we'll see how well they fared would anybody like to lead us off yeah i got this one uh i got this one alex uh, <laughs> I, would, I would like to go with uh 2000s rom-coms Ooh. uh because uh it's the lowest of low-hanging fruit um because when you think about uh fan casting a rom-com and the first thing you got to do is cast an amazing lead uh, woman. And the easiest, the lowest of low-hanging fruit. Would anybody like to guess who am I going to cast as my lead for my based rom-com? 2000s. Um, Rachel McAdams. Ooh, that's a great wow. one. Wow, wrong. But I'll say that's actually not a bad one. Uh, if Would anybody be surprised if I told you that Catherine Heigl uh, from the year 2007 to 2015 was in 10, count them, 10 rom-coms? 10 individual yeah. rom-coms? Yeah, in nine years, she was in 10 rom-coms. Uh, quickly knocked up 27 dresses, the ugly truth killers, and it goes on and on. The last one, I believe, was Jackie and Ryan, which came out in 2015, I want to say. Uh, but there was a span there where every year, Catherine Heigl was in at least one rom-com. Uh, and, I, and then, then you just never heard from her again, right? Like, I think she was in Grey's Anatomy before all this stuff happened. And then she was in every rom-com in the world for, for a hot minute there for almost a decade. And then have you guys seen her she, in anything she since? She just came out with something that, like, was on Netflix that was huge fire is that is that's is she the one in firefly lane oh fire street lane or whatever yeah with the chick from scrubs firefly lane yeah yeah yes i think that's the her kind of comeback thing oh what's that you're telling me Catherine heigl is busy filming two other rom-coms this year <laughs> oh great i'll get reese witherspoon oh wow. who from 2001 to 2012 was also in 10 rom-coms <laughs> uh which is just unbelievable to me uh, but it's such a it's a decade mm-hmm. worth of of her being in rom coms, which I started off with Legally Blonde in two thousand one, mm. uh, with Sweet Home Alabama, Legally Blonde two, 
walk the line, you may not have really not a rom com. You know, mm. Penelope, just like Kevin for Christmas, says, How do you know water for elephants? And this means war. Now, there's a couple in there you could be like, well, I don't know if it's rom com. I say, Shut up. I'm the casting director. <laughs> for Christmas is definitely just my a lead. Christmas movie. <laughs> it's oh, it's definitely got some. Uh, oh, okay. It's just like having a religious movie, Drew, because it's, it's in the name, Heaven. Yeah, okay. I'm the casting director. You can be quiet, please. You're no longer invited to come see my movie. Oh, um, no. Now here's where I struggled, though. Because Catherine Heigl and Reese Witherspoon, easy, easy choices. Mm. If I've got a movie where I can only have one lead female, you know, I, I, either one, whichever one you know, wants to be in it, let's do that mm-hmm. one. Oh, God forbid I get a movie where I get two female leads. Oof. Oh, we're making billions of dollars, and Marvel <laughs> didn't even have to be a part of it. Uh, now, if we get Catherine Heigl and Reese Witherspoon, in a rom-com based on a Marvel comic book Ooh. produced by Kevin Feige. We're talking about trillions of dollars, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. When I was trying to cast the male lead opposite of either Catherine Heigl or Reese Witherspoon, I assumed that Matthew McConaughey was in many more rom-coms than he actually was. Would it be shocking to you guys to know that in the 2000 through 2010 era, Matthew McConaughey was only in five-ish to six rom-com i am shocked Hera is a rom-com. i am shocked yeah i would have thought way more i think just because he and uh oh the other blonde girl kate hudson is that her name that's yep. anybody that's correct she would have been another good one she would have been a good choice okay if i can't get Catherine Heigl or reese witherspoon i will i will now go to uh kate hudson i digress uh wedding planner how to lose a guy in 10 days sahara failure to launch fool's gold ghost of girlfriends past matthew mcconaughey had a pretty good run when you think of Catherine Heigl and Reese Witherspoon, both the 10 in a decade, Matthew McConaughey's five to six ish, depending on how you see Sahara, uh, really isn't that impressive. Mm. Uh, so I was thinking who, who might be the op- lead opposite, mm. if not Matthew McConaughey. My next guess, my next thought was Ryan Reynolds, because mm-hmm. he's got he has got many of my favorite rom-coms, including Just Friends, definitely maybe The Proposal. Uh, I never saw Fireflies in the Garden, but like there's no way that was anything other than a rom-com. So I'm just going to assume I never saw buying the cow either, but like, I'm going to go ahead and just assume that that's what that was. Also Adventureland. Mm. Oh, waiting has got to be in there as well. Deadpool's a love story. not the male Deadpool, which I was going to bring up was I think marketed as a love story because it came out on Valentine's day. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the, the moment I knew I was going to marry my future wife was when she took me to Deadpool on Valentine's Day. But then it came to me, the most perfect lead, whether it's Katherine Heigl or Reese Witherspoon or Kate Hudson to be starring opposite of Zach Efron, who, if you count the high school musicals as three separate movies and movies and not made for TV movies, mm. Zach Efron, the year 2000, 2012, just six years, mind you, was in nine rom-coms if my math is correct and it's probably not (laughs) he that is at the most prolific rate we have ever seen in the world of cinema so here's my movie pitch to you guys if you like it take it if not send it right back zach efron is is on a surfboard or uh there there's a bus of nuns and he's got to take his shirt off to put the the fire out as the fire breaks out uh, on the bus full of nuns anyway we're gonna start off the movie zach efron shirtless and then either and then either Catherine Heigl or Reese Witherspoon or Kate Hudson is like the granddaughter of one of the nuns. Uh, and the nun is played by Meryl Streep. And the nun he saves 
either from drowning or from a fiery bus, uh, introduces the young man who saved her life to her granddaughter. And there you go. Billions of dollars right there. If we get Marvel involved, we could be looking in the trillions range. Uh, but that was my fantasy uh, stream cast thing that I just did. And now I am done. Does anybody have anything they'd like to say to me? Uh, I was going to ask who your old person, like to bring them together was going to be because this whole time, like every, yeah. rom- every great rom-com has an old person at some point, just either given sage wisdom or advice, or it's just there to kind of like stir the pot and be funny on the outskirts. Yeah. Like, every good rom-com needs an old person. So I'm glad you threw Meryl Streep in there. That was a good touch. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it for quirky best friend. I was going to go with, mm-hmm. uh, Either Justin Long or the guy from uh, uh, from National Treasure. Anybody remembers his name? Oh, um, in, uh, well, in National Treasure, his name's Riley. Uh, Riley, thank <laughs> you. We've done this once or twice before, he, haven't we? And he's also uh, in The Hangover. Oh, wow. Yeah, of Hangover fame. Um, and then the little brother of the ingenue uh, would be Zach Galifianakis. And there is a movie that cannot fail. Wow, so, I love that. Uh, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, <laughs> have some ideas I'd like to throw at you, uh, and uh, and we can go from there. Uh, anybody else? Nitpick away. Crawford, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, you were doing uh, you were going to fan cast a sports movie, correct? I got I got ninety sports, 90 sports movie specifically. Yeah, because yeah. uh, a couple of people. Is there are any in there Falco power it. ahead? You just have to listen and find out, my guy. Um, okay, so I, as I was thinking about, uh, casting my sports movie, I wanted to keep it mm, generic by sport. So I, I'm picking positions, uh, and like characters, not necessarily individual sporting athletes. Uh, so to give you an example, like I'm not picking a coach, like a football coach or a basketball coach, just overall coach role. Um, so the kind of uh categories i came up with were coach the grizzled old vet uh the new young superstar and that could either be somebody who's like too arrogant for their own good or could be a literal child um (laughs) (laughs) then i've got the front office guy slash the owner uh and this has to be a dude because it's the 90s um then you've got the assistant coach slash trainer who's literally just there for comic relief. Like he's really bad at his job. Like if he was actually in this sport, he'd get fired immediately. Um, you got to have a bad guy team and then like a famous athlete cameo. Uh, somebody who's there for like two lines and is just trying really hard not to spike the camera. Um, <laughs> you did, you put so much more effort into this than I did. I, I didn't I research I every rom-com that Catherine Heigl was in. So I don't know, man. <laughs> give me a run for my money. I was fully expecting um, Keanu Reeves to throw the football to Keanu Reeves in your movie. Wow. If only he could be in both places at once. Uh, it's not a time travel movie. It's a sports movie. Um, <laughs> but for my coach, I wanted to go with Gene Hackman because yeah, he's just great. He tra- He's done two different sporting movies, right? With Hoosiers and with the replacements so he, mm-hmm. he's just really good at being that uh you know comforting old man presence but he's wise but he's not mean but he can be tough when he needs to be um and he, he's just great for the inspirational speech because every good sports movie's got to have the inspirational speech uh for the grizzled old vet i went with kevin costner because it's a 90 sports yeah. movie he's uh contractually obligated to be in them 
so how is he going to save the world in this sports movie? Uh, well, he'll do it through the power of love and redemption, most likely. Okay, with the big ghosts somewhere involved as well. Who, who can know? Who can know? Um, but yeah, he's definitely going to be the guy who's just been around the team too long. Uh, you know, put twenty years in this thing and uh, either hasn't achieved as much as he wanted to or is now getting passed up and he's not ready for it. Uh, so it's one of those two options. Mm. Uh, the, the new young superstar, uh, if it's a, like a real life movie where I say real life, if it's like a movie that's realistic where a new young superstar straight out of college is here to try to dethrone the, the grizzled vet, it's going to be Keanu Reeves. Uh, Cause he's just going to be oh, wow. lovable and fun, but also just like, too stupid for his own good uh and the old vet's gonna have to take him under his wing and teach him how it's done um and if it's a literal kid like it's a kid <laughs> sports movie then the actor's gonna be fred savage and it's gonna be adorable <laughs> um now with the front office owner guy there are two ways this one could go too. uh he could either be the mean guy who's trying to sell the team or like ruin the game all the way around like yeah. he's cheating or he could be the nice old man who doesn't know anything, but he just like loves the game so much. Um, and he'll come in and like trip somebody with his cane at the end of the movie and that'll save the day. Um, <laughs> but I tried to think of people who could maybe play both of these roles uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of working down my list. I went, I thought maybe Clint Eastwood. He's been in a lot of sports movies, uh, but he's more mean than he is the, the fun guy. Mm-hmm. I thought Christopher Walken, he could maybe do both. Um I thought William Shatner, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, but he's, wow. But he's definitely like the, the crazy guy, not the mean guy. Uh, but yeah. ultimately, I landed on Stellan Skarsgård because I think oh, that wow. somehow like the entire film industry just decided a Skarsgård has to be in literally everything. <laughs> like, I think wow, it's a challenge. Yeah. I think if you can scroll through five things on Netflix and there's not a Skarsgård credited, like I think you have to uninstall the app. The assistant coach slash trainer that's just there for comic relief, that's going to be Bill Murray. Um, it doesn't have to be Caddyshack, but wow. it, you know, I'm thinking kind of Caddyshack. <laughs> He's just in like two or three scenes and he just steals them. And it's like, all right. What about Space Jam Bill Murray? I'm also here for Space Jam Bill Murray. He's only there yeah. for two or three scenes and he steals them. So, yep. Um, and then my famous athlete cameo. Um, I'm thinking somebody like Scotty Pippen or Troy Aikman and or skinny Barry Bonds. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I think. Oh, but you preface skinny Barry Bonds. Well, it's the 90s. He's not giant. Oh, yet. that's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah. His head is still the same size. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's, he's still stealing 35 bases a season instead of hitting 65 home runs. It's a, it's a different yeah. kind of person. Um, and then... <laughs> the uh the bad guy team um it won't be actually this team but it will vaguely look like the yankees the new york giants and or the russians (laughs) all of the worst and that is all of the worst people (laughs) and that is my perfect 90s sports movie wow that is such a great that is such a great bad team Tell me I'm wrong. The Russians. Yeah, yeah, the Giants are very similar to the Russians. No, it's, it's not all three of them, just depending on the, the, the movie. It, it's going to be oh, one of I the I thought three. you were saying, like, the Yankees, the Giants, and the Russians, they're all pretty much the same. Like, they're <laughs> all bad. Like, no one really, like, 
Everybody hates them unless you're them. You know? It'd be better that like, way, actually, if we could find a way to work them all in together. <laughs> about to say, yes. Can we combine yeah. the three, like, they get the Giants and the Yankees get bought out by a Russian diplomat and moves them over? Perfect. And they become, like, some kind of communist state, and now America has to play them for the rights to get them back. <laughs> wow. Movie's writing wow. itself. Wow. Call me Step. Kevin Feige. Move over, Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah, no, wait. We want, we want him to fund it. I yeah, love. We're going to need his money. Okay. Yeah. My one question for you, Drew, is if you had to choose between an animal player or an artificial liquid slash solid that bounces a bunch, which one would you put in your movie? Uh, I would definitely go with the Air Bud rule, which is it, since the rules don't specifically say a dog can't play. <laughs> You know, it doesn't. Then, it does not. Then, then he has to be allowed to play. I would like to ask a follow-up question, if I may. Please. Uh, what is the crisis that your lead characters can have off, uh, off the court or off the diamond or off the field that they're going to have to battle, like either during or like right before, like the biggest moment of their sports career? Uh, well, they're either going to have a crazy injury. Uh, or and they're gonna have to learn how to teach the young guy how to like get it done oh, for yeah. him. Or yes. they're gonna have their heart broken. But don't worry, the slutty cheerleader he was flirting with the whole time actually ends up being the the true love he always needed. And she whispers him Golden. to play. She she whispers, throw it deep, like right as the last second. And that's <laughs> what inspires him to to you know dig deep and win the game. Dude, yes, that's great. That's great. So welcome to my sports movie. Bravo, sir. Bravo. I love it. I think your movie has been better than mine uh, currently. I'd rather watch your movie than my movie. Uh, Drew Allen, we got about 10 minutes left-ish on the pod. Yeah. Uh, which one did you go? What, uh, what movie are you dreamcasting? Well, when I thought about dreamcasting a movie, I, my favorite thing in like movies with a ton of A-list actors is when you put the team together. And I think one of the best franchises to do that is The Ocean's insert number after movies you get your oceans 11 12 13 and 8 in that order um of chronologically when they came out so i put together a heist film because i love every character has their role um and it's just fun to watch them introduce themselves and all play their part so that's what i went with the generic heist team um and we're going to lead off with the two main leads you have to have two leads if you're going to do a heist movie so they can win banter wittily back and forth. Um, the main lead's gonna be Idris Elba. I think he's got just charisma out the wazoo. He's so fun to watch. And he's going to be playing across from Tom Hardy. I think that they were both incredible in rock and roller and I will just move them into oh, yeah. the lead of my Oceans movie. I was about to say, I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, you may see a lot of uh, influences in my list, but hey, it's my list, so back off. Uh, the next kind of role that I'm going to fill on my team is the bankroller, the guy who brings in all the money, who is like the billionaire that funds, buys all the equipment, brings in, flies in all the people from across the world. Um, and my bankroller will be played by Dame Judy Dinch. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, wow. Twist. I didn't see that. I'm not for sure you're going Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine. No. 
Not in my mind. There it is. Uh, but no, Dame Judi Dench, I think she's got class, poise, and she can really like talk down to like somebody being snarky, whether it's on the team or the other guys, and just really do it in a posh way that is just beautiful and wonderful. And I also get to have Judy Dench in my Dame Judy Dench in my movie. Sorry, I don't mean to offend. <laughs> Uh, the next role I'm going to fill on my list is the wheelman, the driver that will get us to and from, get the money out once we get it, or the jewels or the diamonds, depending on what we want to steal. And that's going to Kyle's be favorite Diesel. scene. <laughs> I lost interest in your movie. Ben Diesel will have now. a 35 minute car chase scene <laughs> to open the movie. Perfect. With. Perfect. And then, like, not to belabor the point, but, like, do car chase scenes have to be five minutes they, long? They're, like, give me a 30-seconder and, like, done. I, you know? I think we, we mentioned uh, chase scenes being too much, or you did, and I think that may have been the, the last pod, but they yeah. are always at least three or five minutes too long. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, but the next role, Phil, team spot, I'm going to fill in my roster, is the acrobat. For some reason, whenever you're in a high-risk, like, stealing millions of dollars of jewelry or art pieces or just cash. You need somebody to flip around and do parkour. And <laughs> I think I'm going to go with a Marvel pick of Tom Holland. He does a great job of Spider-Man. Nice. And I would love to see him do it without the same thing without webs and see how he does. Can he do it? I think so. Uh, the next role, we're going to have a sleight of hand guy, some guy who you need, if you're going to steal something, you got to have somebody who can either replace it with another thing or steal keys pick or something. Pocket. The pickpocket, yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Pedro Pascal, just because I love the dude. I think he's a great actor. I think he could do it. He's was a big-time cop in Narcos, and so I would love to see him kind of play the opposite. Just a slide of hand, low-level, slide of hand guy off the streets. I think he could bring a lot to that role. And then for the engineer slash comedic, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We bring the comedy into the movie. I want to have Jim Rash. Comedic relief. Comedic relief. That's the word. Jim Rash and Danny Pudi from uh, Community. Oh, wow. <laughs> both of them. I, want, I couldn't decide which one I wanted, so I chose both of them. Um, they're going to be kind of the, the engineers that put together the mechanical stuff. Um, you always need somebody to tinker and, and build something or um, fix something that goes wrong last minute. And I think... It would be fun to have both of them as kind of a cameo slash. Uh, I think they're very hilarious in community. I love community. So I'll do my my own uh, Marvel and have a bunch of community characters in my movie. But next on my list of perfect casting, we're going to go with love interest. Uh, and it's going to be Florence Pugh from Black Widow mm -hmm. and Midsommar. Uh, I think she did a phenomenal job coming into a well-established universe. And I think she almost, I, she may have stolen Black Widow for me. For Absolutely. real, yeah. Held her Absolutely. own against an, like, uh, is Black Widow like an original? She's an original Avenger. And she like mm -hmm. held her own and brought her own spin to it and was hilarious without being like a comedic relief. Like she was very dry and yet brought a ton. So I, I would love to see her in my movie. And then bringing up Kind of another side of the movie the cops that are trying to hunt down my heist members are gonna be led by liv shriver and lance riddick from the wire i think those two will be the kind of reverse two leads of idris elba and tom hardy uh they're gonna be 
the, the cops, the high level FBI agents that are tracking them down are just always on their heels. And is that the lead from the wire? Uh, he is kind of the head guy. I know this is season one. Uh, I haven't seen season two, three, or four of the wire. Uh, but he's the wait, like which character is he? Um, like the captain over the the I don't know who the main actor is in that movie, but the one he always oh okay with. I know who you're talking about the guy who's the the guy in uh, in John Wick yeah yes yes hotel? the yeah, hotel yeah. clerk okay dragon mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah those two guys and then last but not least they will all be stealing I'm gonna go with just the queen's rubies uh, generic diamond mm-hmm. uh, from Michael Shannon oh wow uh, that is a uh, really intense uh, because I think Michael Shannon's a great actor yeah to derail this for 30 seconds here. Ha- have you all seen the show uh, Nine Perfect Strangers Mm-mm. on uh, Hulu? No. So he is like, like my, a my super wife like, awkward. Book. I think she liked it. Yeah. He is like a super awkward dad. Like, <laughs> it's like, like the world's most awkward dad. And every time I see and he's like, he like takes his shirt off and he sings a bunch of weird songs and stuff. Like just super <laughs> weird. And like, I swear like six years ago, he was fighting Superman to the death. You know, and yeah. like he was like this total like badass, and now he is like dad who does quirky stuff, uh, or he's holding the rubies. <laughs> and they asked, "Why is he holding the queen's rubies? Uh, is he security for the queen? The whatever they're called? Maybe they're stealing them with the big, from a thief. Um... The big hats. The big big hats. I know what people you're talking that about the queen's guard or whatever." Royal yeah, Guard. Um, no, I just think he brings such that, that I think awkward is a good role. He's got so much range, but he brings this energy that like unsettles you. He can just turn it on. Like he doesn't have to act at all, but he can like somehow just turn on that energy that's just unsettling, regardless of what he's like, actually acting. And I think that's just incredible and awesome. It would be fun to be the villain in the movie. So I have a couple questions for you from a uh, story device. Mm. Uh, what did Michael Shannon do to these people? Like, is it a revenge thing or do they truly just want the, uh, the rubies just for a big payday? No, I think Kyle hit on a good point, which is why does Michael Shannon have the Queen's rubies? And I'm going to say that Michael Shannon is a thief himself and okay. robbed the Queen's rubies and... This is kind of like a... How are you going to steal from the best thief mm-hmm. on the planet? Mm-hmm. You hire the 10 other best thieves you put together on the, the planet. Team. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Who's going to be the person that says like the the catchphrase of the of the show or of the movie? Who's going to say, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence <laughs> or we're going to do it like the Italian job? Like who's going to be, who's going to deliver that line for you? Hmm. I would have to add in a new role, just catch Fraser, and that's going to be Alan Tudyk. He's going to be. Love that. Uh, I, I wanted to put him in the movie, but I didn't have a role for him. I don't know if we have one yet, but we'll give him the catchphrase at least. Maybe he's got. He was a security guard. No, that wouldn't work. He's a museum uh, coordinator. He's a museum. Uh, he's a museum coordinator who had the Queen's <laughs> rubies, and Michael Shannon broke in and just you know like overpowered he wasn't like creative or or uh, a good thief he just came in with a tank and a helicopter and whatever and just powered through the security and stole it and then alan tudyk goes and hires 
the team, puts them together. I would like to change my fan cast to an Alan Tudyk as a museum movie, <laughs> where it's just a museum of Alan Tudyk playing a bunch of different characters throughout history. Night of the Museum just 3. Just walk through the halls, like Night of the Museum, but there he is as George Washington. <laughs> there he is as King George the Third, and Here Catherine Heigl yes. falls in love with him throughout all these different time frames. I would like Kyle to go on for another five minutes naming kings. <laughs> yeah, I'm really out. George was really a hail mary. I'm assuming there was a George at one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, and then final, oh, que- final question for Drew Allen: Does your movie have the twist ending recap? Like, oh, we didn't see it coming. Ooh, Here's how it yeah. happened. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know yet, but I do think if you're going to do another heist movie, you have to figure out a new way to like withhold the plan because that's what's like so interesting in all these heist movies. It's like you put the team together and then they spend 70% of the movie planning it out, but you never know what the plan is until at the very end where they run through it. Uh, and I think Ocean's Eleven did it so great. Like the withhold and then have it all at the end and it's a twist that they actually did steal the thing even though it looked like they didn't steal the thing and everybody that was arrested was arrested by a fake cop or whatever but i think that is the pivot in the movie that we need to figure out now that we've got the perfect cast together how do we like how knives out kind of flipped over the who done it to how did it happen type of thing i would like to do that for the heist genre christopher nolan get back to me Let's figure that out together. We, we steal and not make it about time. in reverse. We steal them in reverse. Oh, did anybody have any final thoughts from the Dreamcast podcast? Cast, cast. Casting's easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why people... <laughs> Paid lots of money for this. I don't know why people have problems with this. Just have enough money to hire all these people. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Look out, Hollywood. Here we come. Well, thank you all for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, not the podcast you deserve. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about next time, you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us at ntpydpodcast.gmail.com or on Twitter at ntpydpodcast. Thank you for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve.